genre. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, the daily podcast where we are talking about the 1991 live-action Turtles sequel, The Secret of the Ooze 1. Uh, let's say mutant, mutant, uh, mut- uh, not birthing, because they're not born. Mutant Bar revealing lifting. minute at a time. How's that? Mutant revealing minute. Does that work for you guys? Sure. Yeah, yeah. a mutant right. reveal. A revealing yeah. mutant. <laughs> it's like we're going to have a mutant reveal party. Revelatory <laughs> mutation. <laughs> they cut open the cake and it's green on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> if I was a baker, I would do that of like one out of every dozen gender reveal I'm, cakes. I'm Ralph, sure that's a webcomic. Here's your cut, idea. <laughs> where they cut into the cake, it's green, and then they all turn into lizards. Oh, that's uh, Adam Ellis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, my name is Scott Tofty. I am here with my uh, crew here, Chris O'Connor. Hey, man. Adam Sheehan. Hello. And Rachel Gatlin. Hi. Rachel Gatlin, who's going to start her own bakery where you can order your own mutant reveal cakes. (laughs) I can't bake. (laughs) I don't know. You made some cookies last time we were over there or something, didn't you? Cupcakes, Cupcakes? but they came out of a box. Like, my baking skills are... Box cakes. Yeah, box cake. (laughs) Rachel Gatlin's homemade box cakes. There you go. Box cakes are delicious. (laughs) Shut it down. There we go. Um, anyway, here we are in, uh, this is what, minute 40? And is it Friday? I think it's Friday. Is I, it? I've lost all track yeah, of Friday. Where we yeah. are. I have no idea what day it's it is. It's Pizza Friday, guys. Yay! Hashtag Pizza Friday. Pizza! I did just eat a stromboli. You did? kind of like a pizza. Oh, I like strombolis. <laughs> so this minute starts off with April O'Neil on the phone, and this minute ends with our first scene featuring... Perhaps the two most famous members of this movie, Toka and Razor. Everyone's favorite characters. Oh, I was going to uh, say, from as any movie ever. As Adam <laughs> likes to call them, not Bebop and not Rocksteady. Yeah. Adam, yeah. talk about your disappointment, please. Uh, I don't think my disappointment that they weren't Bebop and Rocksteady have ever worn off, especially with the lead up to the reveal of these characters. Like, yeah. Like for the last several minutes, we've been left going, like, What's going to come out of that box? It's it's got to be Bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah, yeah. And then they open it, and it's just not like it could be the coolest thing in the world. Like it could be so much even cooler than Bebop and Rocksteady, but because it's not, it's just immediately disappointing. What would be the coolest thing that could have come out of there if it was Usagi Yojimbo? Oh my oh, god! Yeah. Yes, that's it. You win. Contest wi- over. <laughs> Wingnut and screw loose. Yeah, also good. Also good. Oh, you can man. get a Toka action figure on eBay for seven dollars. <laughs> you know what's the, funny um, though is what? I think that's the Toka action figure from the cartoon because they did make it into the cartoon at one point. Did what's they really? The, what's yeah. the name of like um, the big snapping turtle one on the cartoon? Is that Slash? Slash. Yeah. Slash. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, if Which you stepped on a Toka figure. action figure, like that's worse than a Lego, right? <laughs> Well, the action figure did not have as spiky of spikes on the back. Oh. Yeah, the one I'm looking at seems pretty tame. They were the, like the, nubbins. Yeah, little, but the little paint shell is, nubbins. is real janky. I actually, I think if you, I might have shared it a while ago, that is one of the action figures that I still have is the Toka action figure. I don't think I ever had Razor. 
Well, I mean, as much as those are the focus of this minute, I suppose we should continue where the the last minute left off. We should start at the, the very beginning. The the, <laughs> the phone conversation with Michelangelo's, frankly, uh, I I just his weird little like funny joke. Ha 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 ha! Give me the phone! Give me the phone! Give me the phone! I love you. What? All right, fine. What's his What's his goal there? What's the Is he just trying to make her laugh? Because that's how I interpret that. <laughs> I guess, and it works. She's very easy to amuse. Yeah, he does is that he still... kind of big bopper. Hello, hello, baby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Rachel, is he still cute in this minute? Yes. Feed me, April. <laughs> less less cute than the last minute, but but still cute. Yeah. I mean, I'd give him my number. There's something so, <laughs> not not like that, but there's something so endearing about Michelangelo. He's like a puppy. Mm. I think that's a good analogy. Like he just he constantly wants you to love him, and he constantly wants to make you happy. Yeah, like that's fine. And there's that's not a, a lot of point. in between. Mikey's never dramatic. He's never moody. We've never really gotten like a dour Michelangelo, right? He he doesn't storm off and make his brothers look for him. <laughs> Correct. However, I think maybe if slash when we get to the third movie, I might have to revise my opinion on that because I think he does get a little moody in that one, doesn't he? I honestly don't remember. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> digging well, we'll, deep here, and I don't know. We'll find out someday <laughs> together, friends. Oh, boy. I, <laughs> don't make that promise, Scott. I'm not promising. Just saying. <laughs> one way or another, we'll find out. Whether it's on a podcast or... When we're all drunk and alone and depressed and bored. Mm. <laughs> drunk and alone together. <laughs> yes. The best way to be drunk and alone. Um, but yeah, hello, one, 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 one. Donnie yanks the phone back. This is such a good Donatangelo moment, and I'm glad that they kept this pairing together. As much as I kind of don't like this characterization of Donatello, I do like the fact that he and Mikey still have some chemistry. And I think that might have to do... Uh, I don't want to give too much away, but with the uh, relationship of the people inside those respective suits. Yeah. If that's I had a, to guess. That's yeah. a good point. We've, we've learned a few things. Um, April gives a nice little, oh, you guys smile and laugh. And then we cut <laughs> to the next scene, which is Shredder and Tatsu staring at that giant homemade uh, mutant Cage? playpen. Cage? Yeah. Of just random panels of stuff from the junkyard. It really reminds me of, um, oh shoot, what's the name of that movie where the little kids, like they get like an alien piece of technology and they make their spaceship out of garbage? Oh, 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 oh my like God, the what is that The Explorers. The Explorers. I think, yeah. I think that's what it was. Yeah. It was like an old tilt-a-whirl and like hubcaps and stuff. <laughs> and like a TV and garbage can and it like looked kind of like a, a lunar lander and it would, you know, obviously not be anything or worth anything except they had some sort of an alien thing that like put a shield around them and made them able to fly. I can't say as I ever saw that one. It kind of looks like that wall. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's I like the uh the the hodgepodge thing here. The the junkyard aesthetic. I think it works. Junkyard the thing that chic. sort of <laughs> junkyard chic, yes. The thing that sort of grabs me in this minute is that Shredder is just standing there with his hands clenched for no good reason. <laughs> I, I've said a lot of things about the Shredder costume in this movie, and at this angle, he looks completely 
completely ridiculous, and I take it all back. <laughs> yeah, the helmet from the looks... back angle or from the front angle. The, the back angle. The, the helmet looks too big. It's just so dumb looking. Yeah, like, <laughs> he looks kind of a ama- he looks like, like kind of emaciated. Like he's got these giant shoulder pads yeah. and helmet on. And then he's just like little. Well, it's funny because like then they cut to the front angle and he doesn't look as small anymore. Yeah, he looks pretty imposing. And I think Maybe it might be because they're shooting from underneath. I think the top blade just goes up way too far. Like it's it's too. And also the back might look better with a big cape on it. Right. True. Although he doesn't have the cape in the back shot, but he's got something around his neck in the front shot. Is that just the top of the costume? Like, there's some buttoning thing at his neck. It, the cloth portion of Shredder's costume in this movie looks like a one-size-fits-all from a Halloween store costume. <laughs> where, like, they can't use the name The Shredder because it's, like, a knockoff. <laughs> it's, like, The Greater. Or... <laughs> the Mandolin. <laughs> yeah. Evil Metal Ninja. Yeah, the e- the it would Slicer. Be, it would be Evil Metal Ninja. Like, the knockoff Link costume is, like, Forest Boy. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, that sounds so different. <laughs> I have a theory. Come enjoy the adventures of Forest Boy. <laughs> I have a theory, and I want to see what you guys think about this. Maybe you can you can fill in the gaps in my incredible memory. <laughs> um, I don't think, other than watching Shredder walk into frame, and it's really not even a walk, it's a step into frame when he first shows up on screen, that he's moved this entire movie. I think so far in 40 minutes, he's been stationary in every single minute. He just, mm. he just stands in one place and everybody moves around him. Yeah, people yeah, bring but him seriously, things. Can, he looms. Prove me wrong. I don't think he's walked anywhere. No. And if I'm not mistaken, I think I'm, I'm scanning through this movie in my memory and I'm going to call it I think the only scene where he actually walks anywhere, I think there's two. I think one of them is when he's yelling, we're babies, which we're going to get to shortly. And he storms out of the junkyard shack there. We're babies? We're babies. We're babies. babies. (laughs) I was going to let you have that. (laughs) I like that. That might be the episode title. We're babies. Foot clan babies, we make our dreams come true. Can we set it to the Muppet Babies theme? Thank you, Adam, for reading my mind. And the second time is when he's Super Shredder and he's like blasting things down the pier and he's beating up uh, those those pylons or whatever. I think that's the only time he moves in this entire movie. Like steps, walks anywhere. I think he's completely stationary for the rest of the film. Hmm. That's a distinct possibility. And it brings to mind the interview we did with Francois Chow, who plays the Shredder, that he was, you know, much more limited in, you know, the the physical aspect of this movie than than James Saito was in the first film. And I don't think I realized during the interview just how little Shredder actually does in this film. He's mostly just grimacing and gesturing. Yeah, it's like, like there's a, a gaff tape X on the floor on this set. And it's like, that's Shredder's mark. <laughs> he's he's one really nice chair away from being Dr. Claw. <laughs> well, I mean, he was crushed by a garbage truck in the last movie. Perhaps he has a spinal cord injury. <laughs> <laughs> he's got one of those braces underneath his yeah, armor. Yeah. <laughs> that's why he looks so puffy. <laughs> and the, the helmet's so much bigger because he's got one of those halos under there. Yeah, he's, got, like, he's got a neck brace. It's like screwed it's a into prescription. his skull. <laughs> I just don't it's understand like how you have such a menacing bad guy as a director and you're just like, okay, 
just kind of stand there. Get, no, perfect. No, don't move. Yeah. Right there. Excellent. Like, I'm, I don't know, man. Do you think it's because, like, if he gets into too many spots where there's light, it, it makes, it'll, like, make a LEDs flare? I mean, there may have been a practical reason for it. That's or reflections of the cam- or reflections of the crew and camera gear. I yeah. just refuse to believe that it's harder to shoot a human in a helmet than it is a guy in a full-body animatronic radio-controlled turtle suit. <laughs> <laughs> also, if this was Michael Bay, I don't think he would care about a lens flare. No. Yeah. Oh, no. no, lens flare is good. <laughs> this is this is uh, this is a couple of decades too early for the lens flare equals good uh, school of thought. <laughs> right. Yes. We want to add lens flares because it makes things look old. Meanwhile, in old movies, no lens flares. Ta- Tatsu, uh, can we talk about Tatsu in this scene? Yeah. He's just Ugh. overflowing with body language in this scene, and I love it. <laughs> Someone has to be. Like, there's this one point where he's like ordered to open the, the cage, and he does this like almost kabuki <clears throat> style head tilt. Like he's really not sure. It's <laughs> like 26 seconds in. Yeah, does, it like goes from side to side, and then like he's saying so much without saying anything. I, I love this performance. Now. We know that Toshishiro Obata was dubbed for dialogue in the films. Do you think they dubbed over that one scream that he has right there, or is that actually him? <laughs> huh. Because I nah. think that's him. What? I think that's his scream. That might just be him. If I had but to venture I, I do a guess. like that he yells at the hand. That's just great. <laughs> He's like, Rah! and then scrambles away. I do think okay, so this to me is a like kind of a brilliant little piece of directing because as a, as a little kid, you see these two arms sticking out of the uh, uh, the cage there, and that's just a, like it's like okay, don't show the whole shark kind of thing, right? Yeah, you right. see a little bit of these creatures, and you're just building up this anticipation. You've got this John Dupre trumpet fanfare thing happening in the background, very kind of John Williamsy, and it's just building this ball of suspense, and you're like, oh my god, there are giant monsters in there, like. This is this is good scene building. I like what's going on from at, at that point. I like that Tatsu's clearly a little nervous. I like that whatever these things are, they need to be caged, but we can't see them yet. It's a good build up. And as a fan watching this for the first time, like you see those arms, one's brown and furry, one's kind of gray and scaly, <laughs> and you're like, "Oh my god, that can only be Bebop and Rocksteady." And then <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the wall comes down, and and nope. it's anything else. Disappointment. Yeah, I could get Toka being a snapping turtle. Disappointment. I don't know that Razor looks particularly like a wolf. You know what they kind of look like to me? They look like they just came off the stage at a Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, yeah a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. They're like about to sing "Happy Birthday" to you. <laughs> Yeah, the the wolf much more so than the turtle. The turtle kind of like has, uh, you know, it benefits from sort of being based on the existing turtle sculpt that they have. Right. Um, And also the spikes are a little more menacing. But the wolf just absolutely looks like, uh, you know, that Disney, that Disney like theme park show, the Country Town Bears or whatever. Yeah. Or or Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, it looks like they they built a wolfman costume instead of a wolf costume. Yeah. Like, he is a wolfman, but, like, classic horror movie wolfman. Yeah. I also, 
I also like how how Tetsu just gets the hell out of there. <laughs> yeah, he's nope. like, no, 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 no. It's the only time he he shows an emotion that isn't just either disappointment or menace. Yeah, <laughs> which which speaks to how you know it it communicates to the audience how scary these things are supposed to be. The one guy in this movie who's supposed to be like this immovable, uh, uh, unfearing force is now just like beating feet and getting the heck out of there. Yeah. It tells me I'm supposed to be scared. Yes. Yeah. But they're One so that, they're so goofy looking, it's hard to be scared of them. And and also, um, who has taken the time to tie bandages around their knees and wrists? <laughs> I wanna know that too. Did they put those on when they were teeny tiny? They had I, to have, right? I guess. Is that just no. pollution that got stuck around their arms? No. I think it's just the only way they could hide the joints in the suits. I, oh, I mean, I fully agree from a practical standpoint, but like, I I would have come up with another song when they were because when they is... were teeny tiny, and you tie, if you tie those things uh, onto them, like you would have to tie, like it uh, it wouldn't grow, you know, like they're hulking out, so things would like uh, have to expand with them or just get ripped up or like horribly deform their their growth. Um, I just it, there's no good practical explanation. Yeah, they're they're wearing volleyball knee pads. Yeah, Razor <laughs> is straight up wearing knee pads. Yeah. Like th- those are the those are the same knee pads that they use on pro the, wrestlers. Uh, well, no, they're, they're almost the same <laughs> exact knee pads that they use as elbow pads in Ghostbusters. Huh. Yeah, they're <laughs> very similar knee pads to the ones that the Ninja Turtles are wearing. Yeah, that Just, too. They look like white cloth instead of leather or whatever. I also like how Shredder goes snapping turtle wolf like. Like he, he's just now finding out. Like, like earlier in this whole escapade, somebody was like, "Do you want to know what animals we use?" He's like, "No, I want it to be a surprise." Yeah, like I said, it's a mutant mutant reveal party. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) and the Shredder's family are just like, "Don't you want to know? How are we supposed to buy them things?" Well, I'm thinking Toka if it's Jesus. a snapping turtle and Razar if it's a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> and Bebop if it's a if it's a warthog. Oh man. I have some but names what picked if, out. But what if it's a rhinoceros? <laughs> oh that that rock steady. We already have, we <laughs> have that on the chart. Steve. It's a family name. Yeah. That's great. I love it. His great, My grandfather's name was Razor. His great grandfather <laughs> Bebop. Great grandmother Toka Shredder. <laughs> Toka was just a nickname. Her real oh, name was Bernadette. Bernadette. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna go with God. Godzilla, but that's that's copyright infringement. <laughs> We don't we don't talk about that family. We don't I knew someone in high school named Godzilla and she was just the worst. <laughs> I don't think I could go my whole life calling this animal Godzilla. Maybe maybe Gojira. <laughs> Gojira. Oh, this is I think this might be my favorite minute so far. <laughs> I think I say that too much, but that was good. Thank you Oof. guys. Stepping turtle. I'm so happy. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, and I, and I gotta love his, uh, you know, his his uh, his confidence and self assuredness. He's like, I'm not sure of them who their master is, and then it's like, come on, attack me if you wish. And I'm just like, dude, you're one dude, and each of those is like 400 pounds. Come at me, bro. Well, that's why <laughs> the suspense is building because clearly they're just gonna murder the heck out of him, right? 
Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But we'll have to wait to the it's next minute get to find murderated. out. We we don't know. I do like the random yo. I think we talked about this before. The yo graffiti. Someone yeah. just decided to uh, to spray yo on the street sign up there. You're a real badass, whoever you are. <laughs> Good tag. Um. So that brings us to the end here. Minute forty. Another Friday down. Any final thoughts? I'm really looking forward to the next minute. Oh, my mm. God. It's like the whole reason I agreed to do this. <laughs> <laughs> when you guys were well, like, you want to be on a podcast about Ninja Turtles? I, I was look, I've been From that point till now, I've been looking forward to next minute. <laughs> Just save your excitement. We have some fun things in store next week. Aside from that, uh, that excellent minute, we are going to be joined by uh, Mr. Justin Call, of the band Downstate. You might know Downstate uh, if you're a wrestling fan as the band that provided the theme music for WWE superstar The Miz. So uh, Justin's a huge Turtle fan. He's going to be joining us for a few minutes next week as well. Uh, hashtag Turtle Fan Minute. If you guys want to send us a minute of your thoughts about the franchise, just send them to at TMNT Minute. Sorry, send them to TMNT Minute at gmail.com. And uh, we will put them up either on a Friday or if we keep getting a lot of them, we'll add them more often. Uh, and then, as always, social media at TMNT Minute on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you go to DuelingGenre.com slash support. Become a Patreon subscriber. We haven't put anything up on Patreon yet this year, but a lot of other people have. So you should go be a su- subscriber. So much stuff. So you can get all that stuff. Plus, then you get all our bonus content from last season and anything that we might put up. Uh, we have some ideas, so maybe some things coming in the future. I know it's been hard to get the uh, weekend bonus content up, but you guys know why, so we're not going to go into that. Uh, And uh, I guess update. Chris, how's everything going on your end? Oh, yeah, things are going pretty well. We've uh, gutted the place, and it's uh, reconstruction has begun, and I've been uh, cleaning off tools and stuff, and, you know, uh, the the generous donations that people sent in to to my uh, GoFundMe were useful in buying the necessary equipment, and hopefully I don't have mesothelioma and won't die at an unexpectedly early age. There you go. Well, if you don't smoke, you're less susceptible. That's what I've heard. (laughs) Huzzah! Yeah. Anyway... Uh, hashtag Pizza Friday for the crew here at Ninja Turtles I Minute. I'm I kind of want to get Pizza Hut stuffed crust pizza, like you, a like like a plebeian. Go for it, man. You know what? We don't pizza shame here at Ninja Turtles Minute. You eat. Yeah, we what do. You want to eat? Unless it's pineapple pizza, and then yeah, go. We'll you know. shame you. Hey, man. There's some really there's some people we truly admire that like pineapple in their pizza. I know. Yeah, that's true. It's so weird. I'm telling okay. you, it's the Tom Waits of pizza toppings. You're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. All right. Well, listen. Uh, I don't know. We're done. Goodbye. <laughs> That's Bye. it. Go home, everybody. The movie's <laughs> over. <laughs> Cowabunga. <laughs> and now it's time for a Turtle Fan Minute. Hello, fellow podcasters. Uh, my name is Christian, and I am the host of TMT Their Talk, the German Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles podcast. And I'm here for the TMT Fan Minute. Well, uh, TMT 2, Secret of the Ooze, awesome movie, really great. But as a kid, I was, well, I was afraid of the movie. I was, uh, to be honest, I was afraid of Toka and Raza. Yeah, nowadays you look at them and think, 
nice Muppets. But uh, back then, as a kid, I was scared of them. I watched the first movie, I watched the third movie over and over and over again. But the second movie, I was so scared of them. Uh, it took me, I think I was a, uh, almost a teenager until I watched the second movie because, yeah, of Toka and Raza. So that's my short little turtle minute about Timothy to The Secret of the Ooze. Awesome movie, like it. Love your podcast, guys. See you around. Keep it up. Kawabanga. Kawabanga.